Well, good afternoon. Uh, thank you very much for that uh, introduction. I have to say, uh, it's a bit as a as a business uh, person, it's a bit overwhelming to uh, uh, share the podium with uh, the other honorees and past honorees here. Um, so I hope uh, you'll you'll bear with me. I also want to do something maybe a little bit uh, different and uh, kind of turn pages uh, or turn the tables on to you, I'd like to really open it up to questions very quickly. So if you can think of some questions, that'd, that'd be great. Um, so as a, as a uh, way to kind of inspire some questions, um, let me touch on one, one theme. Uh, a lot of my colleagues in the industry are fond of saying that the internet changes everything. And it seems that uh, a lot of them in the past uh, few years especially have really been talking about the internet changes the way you should value companies. Uh, and, I, and I think that uh, that's, not, that's not entirely true. Um, while the internet changes everything, uh, it, also, uh, it, it, it also doesn't change everything in that the people that come onto the internet, the people that come onto the services are regular people who come from the real world and who have real passions to pursue. So, let me talk a little bit about my, uh, my vision with eBay, why I created eBay, and, uh, and then open it up to questions. Uh, I really started eBay because I wanted to create a place where individuals, or regular people, could do business with one another in an efficient market. Uh, prior to eBay, people on the web, uh, especially the electronic commerce folks, were really focused on how do you sell more products to more people and just increase, you know, increase corporate profits? What I wanted to do was create an efficient market where regular people, where individuals could participate in that efficient market on a level playing field and, and actually get a benefit out of, uh, out of being out of that uh, in that market. So it really, if you think about what eBay did, is it takes advantage of the, uh, um, the newness of the internet, uh, which is that it is a global, communication medium. It is something that never existed before, uh, you know, in, in human history. It's a network that allows mass communication on an interactive level at a, at a scale that's just unprecedented. So uh, eBay is, you know, it's been, it's been described by some people as uh, of the people, by the people, for the people. It's really something that when I talk about uh, and when I'm recognized for the success of eBay, I really have to remind people that it's not because of anything that I did in particular. It's really because all I did was lay the groundwork for it and allow people to come to the system, uh, express their own passions, find other people that shared their passions, and do business with one another. There are over 20 million, uh, actually close to 20 million users today. Uh, they do over $15 million worth of business every single day. That's over $5 billion a year uh, on eBay, and that's on a global level. Uh, we've started expanding in Europe and, uh, and internationally in the last few years. And that's really where I see kind of the future of the, of the business is, uh, my vision has been to create a single global trading community where no matter what language you speak, uh, no matter where you are in the world, you can be part of an efficient market and you can there, thereby you know, really turn yourself from a consumer into a, into a producer. So uh, with that, that's just a real broad thing. I'd like to really open it up for questions and I hope, uh, hope we're still, uh, we have enough oxygen in here to do that, so. Great. My name is Jesse Friedlander. I'm from the Johns Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies in Washington, D.C. Um, eBay's been a phenomenal success, um, and I've 
haven't actually used it, but I've heard a fair amount of anecdotes and looking at the internet. And uh, my understanding of efficient market is uh, one of the prerequisites is uh, responsibility upon <coughs> Uh, responsibility on the market participants. Right, right. Usually there's a strong regulatory body mm -hmm. ensuring that if you look at the stock market. Sure. Other things. Um, can you explain how your vision going forward, how individuals who often aren't registered um, are participating in exchanges and how what kind of responsibility they bear for fraudulent behavior or if the exchange Right. isn't done in an appropriate manner. Right. Well, you, you touch on a, on a very important point. Uh, you know, when I, when I created the company, I really based it on the, on the fundamental notion that most people are honest. Right? People are basically good. And that if you look around, I mean, look around here in this room, of course, this is a, an exemplary uh, a crowd, but um, basically, you know, it, the, the level of dishonesty, the level of bad actors in society is very, very low. And in fact, statistically, that's been held to be true at eBay, where, you know, 99.999% of the transactions that take place on eBay happen without a problem. There are 30, roughly 30 out of every 1 million transactions that occur in a case of, uh, of uh, uh, or that are, that are accompanied by a case of reported fraud. So that is something that we, you know, we feel bad about and that we have certain things that we do uh, for that. Let me talk about the efficient market and the notion of responsible uh, parties. Um, Clearly, that is, that is one of the key points, uh, that in an efficient market, uh, uh, the participants are known. And I've always said that while the internet, especially in the early days, was thought to be a, a place for anonymity and pseudonymity and a place where no one knows you're a dog, quote unquote, um, that has not been, that's not compatible with eBay because what eBay is about is helping one person find another person to do business together. And in order to do that, you actually have to know each other. So we have not allowed anonymous participation uh, on the system. And so the, the uh, you know, kind of your statement uh, about uh, people who are not registered being involved in uh, transactions is actually not true unless they work outside of the system, uh, which is always a, always a possibility. So, so my, my rough answer to that is basically uh, form the company with the notion that most people are honest, People are basically good, and uh, you know it's the kind of thing where, uh, as you think about your ideas and your businesses, um, if I had written a business plan to go off and create this company and had, and, uh, had uh, gotten some feedback on it, I would have been told, and I was told actually even after I started the company, that this will never work. There's no way. Strangers doing business with one another over the internet, forget about it. It'll never work. So uh, as you pursue your own ideas, very, I would really encourage you to just go ahead and do it. <laughs> don't take uh, you know, that criticism, don't take no from other people who are perhaps more experienced than you as a, as a detriment to, uh, you know, to your own uh, ambition and your own uh, innovation. So, didn't really get to the whole question, but. <laughs> My question is actually related. My name is Martina Vandenberg. I'm a human rights lawyer from Washington, D.C. And it's a related question because other than the people who are doing the trades, there's also the question of what they are trading. Yep. And it was recently reported in the Washington Post that people were trying to sell their votes in advance of the election. Right. So I'm wondering how you are developing mechanisms to police what is actually sold on eBay. Right. Well, so again, the founding notion, notion is that people are basically good. And what I did in the beginning was I created a forum that encourages people to give feedback on one another and on how their transaction went. And it turned into a self-policing system 
system. Okay, so the idea was that if somebody is participating in the community and they're not uh, following community norms, the community identifies them and they're ejected from the community. So it's not something that eBay has had to do, it's something that the community has had to do. And I've really, really tried to encourage people uh, from day one to remember that even though it's the internet, it is still real people. That's why I say, you know, when you say the internet changes everything, Part of that is true because it's brand new, but part of that is not true because it doesn't change everything. It doesn't change standards of behavior. It doesn't change the way you know, people are supposed to treat one another. So how we deal specifically with, uh, with issues of uh, illicit items that are, that are listed, by the way, the votes thing, there's a whole other business that uh, was going off and doing that. It wasn't actually eBay, <laughs> um, but everything, something, somehow anything bad that happens on the internet uh, tends to be associated with eBay as well, uh, as much as the, the good stuff is too. Uh, but um, we have, what, the way we look at it is, we have a responsibility to educate our users on what is right, what is wrong, and then give them the tools to protect themselves as well. What I don't want to happen is for people to think that somehow eBay is guaranteeing a safe place to trade. Because you know what, in reality, I mean, this is, okay, in London, which is a great place to live, there are gonna be bad things happening. eBay is no different than any other community. It's mostly a good community, it's mostly good things happening, but there are also some bad things too. And the only way we can protect ourselves from that is by taking personal responsibility as well. So that's a real important point uh, that we've emphasized throughout our history. And we continue to take more proactive steps to create a safe community, but I really encourage uh, our community to, to, uh, to take responsibility itself as well, in addition. Yes. Nebraska, and I'm a recent graduate of the Woodrow Wilson School at Princeton. Uh, my question is not about the company per se, but what you plan to do with the proceeds. Um, you've said that you plan to give away all but 1% of your wealth, and I'm wondering what types of organizations and the criteria that those organizations will need to meet to be worthy of your dollars. Right. Well, yeah, be worthy of, of our dollars is a bit of a, I mean, you know, I, lo I really look at it as, uh, we are so fortunate to have been able to create so much uh, value, so much market value in such a short period of time that has been shared, you know, among a large body of shareholders, of which I'm the largest, is, you know, which is, a, which is a nice thing and it's something that is, uh, you know, definitely makes us feel good. Um, but it is not, uh, you know, I, I don't, it, somehow I feel that this kind of new and rapid creation of wealth comes with a responsibility to make sure it's put to good use. And so what we're really focusing on in our foundation is really based on what I learned through the eBay experience. And that is, it's a bit of a fuzzy mission and we're working through trying to figure out exactly what we're talking about here, frankly, but I'll share it with you. Uh, we're really focused on helping people rediscover the importance and benefits of community in their lives. And what I realized through the eBay experience was that people are hungry for personal communication and personal relationships that they can build around a shared area of interest. And I received hundreds of letters, thousands of letters from, from eBay users that say, you know, eBay's restored my faith in humanity. I've met my best friends on eBay. You know, there have been people that have been married that have met on eBay. I mean, it, it's, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit strange. It's definitely not the, uh, you know, the majority of the, of the users, but there's something special going on there. And I think what it is, is when you give people a forum in which to communicate and, and communicate around a shared area of interest, no matter you know, what 
socioeconomic classes they come from, what neighborhoods they come from, or geographies, they realize that they're human beings, and they realize that they can be a community together. So what we want to do with our philanthropy is to just help people rediscover that, uh, in, especially in America. I think we've lost a lot of that in America. It's something that here in Europe um, we're a lot more uh, familiar with, we're a lot more comfortable with the notion of an individual being a part of a community and having a responsibility to, to be a part of that community. Uh, in America, through a, very, you know, a variety of reasons that I won't go, go into here, I have some thoughts on it, um, you know, people have become isolated and people are afraid to talk to their neighbors sometimes. But th at the core, people do want to be part of a community. And all we have to do now is figure out how to, how to kind of rekindle that a little bit. And that's, that's our mission. We've got, you know, I, I'm young, I'm 33 years old. Uh, my wife and I are 33 years old. Uh, we've got at least 50 good years ahead of us to work on this. And uh, it's going to be a lifetime pursuit. So. Great, that's, that's it. Thank you very much.